Hello everybody, Bruno Fish here for Dumpster Fire Sports. In our latest episode, today we will be going over the MLB trade deadline and getting into what was a very exciting deadline, even though most people thought it would be slow and not a lot of big-name players on the trade market, but however, there was many big-name players moved yesterday, so I have a lot to get into. We'll also go over... The uh, Cardinals, which happen to be the hometown team here, uh, their lack of moves and uh, what that means for this organization going forward and for this year especially. All right, so let's get it started with uh, some of the big moves. And uh, this trade went down a couple days ago, actually. Uh, the Mets acquired uh, Marcus Stroman from the Blue Jays. And uh, I'm be dead honest, I have no idea what the heck the Mets were doing here. This trade makes no sense at all. This is just, I mean, the the Mets are a team that are way back in their division. I don't, I don't see if I have the stands in front of me here. They're not even close right now. Uh, let's see, New York Mets, 11 games back, and they're going nowhere fast. I mean, their offense is really bad. Most people were thinking they were going to trade Zach Wheeler or Noah Syndergaard. But instead, they go out and add Marcus Stroman, which is, don't get me wrong, he's a really good young pitcher, but why are the Mets adding when they're so far back and going nowhere anytime soon? I mean, this this trade did not make much sense to me, and I I really don't understand it. So, I, Vody Brinwagnon, the uh, GM of the Mets, has really uh, taken a different approach to uh, how to run a team, and I do not see how, anyhow, this is going to work. So, all right, that's it for that trade. Um, we'll move on to a big blockbuster trade. It actually involved three teams, uh, the Reds, Indians, and uh, one other. I, I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me. But either way, the big move was it was basically Yasiel Puig going from the Reds to the Indians and Trevor Bauer going to the Reds. And uh, this was, there's a ton to get into here. Let's just put it that way. But um, first and foremost, the Reds win this trade big time. Obviously, you're getting Trevor Bauer great front of the rotation guy can go out there every night give you six plus innings of hard work really tries hard gives it his all it's a fiery pitcher we all know he uh he's very vocal about what he thinks and believes but at the end of the day he's a great starting pitcher uh he obviously had that little blow up where he threw the ball over the fence in kansas city the other day um i didn't make much of that i think it was way overhyped and i think the indians really made a bad move there and also the Looking at it from the Indians' perspective, they got Yasiel Puig, which, yeah, Puig is a good player, but he's a free agent at the end of the year. And the Indians have shown they are not willing ever to give uh, players big long-term contracts. You know, And Puig, I'm sure, he's going to be looking for a long-term contract, and I would be shocked if the Indians decide to pony up and give that to him. So that was uh, obviously one of the other uh, big trades, but also I think, and this was massive trade uh, concerning the starting pitching front, and that was Zach Greinke going to the Houston Astros. And this, oh my goodness, that Houston Astros rotation is just ridiculous right now. Uh, you look at, they have Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Greinke now as your top three guys. I mean, come on, this is <laughs> this is ridiculous. I, I did not see him going to the Astros. If anybody was going to go to the Astros, I thought it would have been Trevor Bauer. But uh, it's Zach Greinke, and boy, is he 
look good on that team. I think the only problem with this deal is that uh, it may come back to bite the Astros in a couple of years, you know, because Granky's getting up there in age. Uh, he's 35 years old, I believe, and and Justin Verlander's getting up there in age, although I believe he's a uh, restrict, or unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Same with Garrett Cole. So um, they'll have a few, few issues there, but I, I mean, they're going for it all this year. You know, can't complain about that. It's fun seeing teams do that. They're all in, and boy, to face that team in a best of five or best of seven, good luck. I mean, with those three guys, they can easily pump out three wins in a row, and it, it's going to be it's going to be quite a postseason. But I think I think the American League is theirs to lose. They're just obviously the best rotation in the league, best lineup in the league. That they're going to be really, they are a really fun team to watch. And come October. I don't know what's going to be stopping them. Alrighty, moving on. We'll uh, look at... Uh, we'll put away the outside trades here for just a minute, and we'll look at the St. Louis Cardinals and compare them to what other Central Division teams did. And this is this is kind of painful for me to uh, go over, but boy, let me tell you, it was, it was another frustrating uh, trade season for the Cardinals. Like, for the fourth year in a row, um, they have not made a major in-season move since 2014, and it's shown because they missed the playoffs the last three years in a row. And if they don't make it this year, that would be four. And in in this town, missing the playoffs is unacceptable. I mean, it's that that's the bare minimum. And unfortunately, it looks like the organization is kind of saying their standards is to let's just make the wild card or let's just make the playoffs. The standards used to be. The let's win a World Series, you know, back in two, back in the early 2000s and 2010s, that was a standard. If you didn't win the World Series, it was not a good year. And unfortunately, their standards have lowered a lot. And it's really shown is this is the fourth year in the row. They do absolutely nothing at the trade deadline. Yeah, they shipped out Jed Jerko, but that move kind of had to happen. I mean, he had been injured all year, and they have, you know, a whole bunch of guys coming back from injury. So I guess he had a good move, just unloading... Um, or move, more moving out player space, so I guess that's kind of good for them. But boy, as far as uh, impact moves, impactful moves that would really help their team make the playoffs, I there was absolutely nothing. And you look at what the Cubs and Brewers did. The two teams they're racing, or they're in the race with for the Central Division. I mean, the Milwaukee got uh, they really helped their pitching staff gain Drew Pomeranz and Ray Black and Jake Faria. Um, Drew Pomeranz and Ray Black both came from the Giants. They were underrated pitchers. I mean, that's really going to help their rotation and their bullpen. Chicago uh, tried to reignite their offense by getting Tony Kemp from the Astros and Nick Castellanos from the, uh, not the Red Wings, what am I saying? The Detroit Tigers. Sorry, wrong sport, folks. Um, yeah, but they really helped their uh, hitting right there. And the Cubs have, for whatever reason, really struggled against left-handed pitching this year. And Nick Castellanos is really going to help him with that. He can tee off against left-handed pitching. I believe he is switch hitter. Or he might be right-handed. I'm not sure. But he's one of those guys, and I know he loves hitting left-handed pitching. So while the Cubs and Brewers are off making their team better, uh, the Cardinals just sit back and watch the show. And as we make this podcast, they are tied for first in the Central Division. Huge game tonight against Chicago. Um... By the time you're this podcast, that game will probably already be over. But uh, Milwaukee's just one game back, and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh are 
just about out of it. But so it's a three-team race: uh, Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Chicago. Um, and let me tell you, when the teams around you are making themselves better, and like Milwaukee and Chicago did, it just it makes it really tough to watch games because it makes you question whether the front office is fully invested. And this is the most frustrating part. Is remember in February, January, I can't remember which one. Uh, John Mozeliak came out and said they're playing for 2019. He said this is the year we're going all in. He said we're going to put all of our eggs in one basket, and that basket is 2019. He said we're going to win. We're going to try and win this year. We're going all in. And year after year, and this year again, they do nothing. And it sure doesn't seem like they're going for it this year. And once again, you know, we hear from the front office, well, we want to pr- protect our prospects. We don't want to, you know, make any rash decisions. Well. Uh, look what the Cubs did in 2016. They spent a whole lot of prospects and trades, and they won a World Series. Look what the Houston Astros did in 2017. They traded away a whole bunch of prospects, and they won a World Series. Look what the Red Sox did last year. <laughs> they traded a whole a lot of prospects and won a World Series. Use prospects as assets to help you win World Series. Okay, maybe you have that, you know, like a Vlad Guerrero Jr. You're not trading a guy like him, obviously, uh, if it's a huge prospect, big-name prospect like that, but... Guys like, uh, let's see, Nolan Gorman. I mean, yeah, they'll probably turn out to be good uh, MLB players. Are they going to be the next Mike Trout? Probably not. So if you can trade him away and get a guy that's going to win you a World Series, I'd take that any day. I mean, I think the Cardinals are just way too in love with their prospects right now, and it is frustrating because they keep building for the future. And, and like we've seen with teams rebuilding, Kind of, we almost seen this with the Diamondbacks. If you always keep rebuilding for the future, and especially with the Marlins too, if you keep rebuilding for the future all the time, the future is never going to come because you can never go all in. Like the Marlins a couple years ago, they had Christian Yelich, Marcelo Zuna, and John Carlos Stanton in their outfield, but they they were too scared to go all in. It it was dumb. It it gets you nowhere. You just keep spinning your wheels and, until you have to start rebuilding again. It gets you nowhere. If you keep building for next year every year, it never works. Eventually, you have to go all in. And I believe that the Cardinals were a couple pieces away from being a serious contender in the National League and for the World Series. Because if you look at the rotation, it's very shaky right now. And if they could shore up a couple guys, maybe get a Zach Greinke or give it a Trevor Bauer. I thought they should have gotten Trevor Bauer for sure, especially at the cost they got him. Only Yasiel Puig, who's going to be a free agent and probably walk. Yeah, I, I would have traded Nolan Gorman for... Trevor Bauer, not to pick on Nolan Gorman or anything, but that's just, you know, the example right there. Um, but I, it's just so frustrating year after year to see them go in this circle, uh, you know, for the last three years. And, the, you know, we're going on our fourth now where they keep they're, they keep building for next year, and I'm tired of that. And I think this town is getting tired of it. We've, we've heard a lot of uh, grumbling recently from fans, you know, getting mad at the Cardinals not spending money. But realistically, I don't... If you look at their payroll, the Cardinals are spending a ton of money. The problem is is their evaluation of players is terrible right now. Uh, you look at they signed Johnny Peralta to a four-year deal. Nobody else would have done that, and that was crazy expensive. Now, that was way back in, what, 2015 or whatever. But still, like recently, their evaluation of players has been terrible. And uh, that just goes back to that sense of urgency. Can they start to figure out, can they evaluate better players and figure out how to make this team the best it can be? And boy, it has just been 
But it's been a frustrating last couple, last 48 hours, folks. As you can see, is I think all of St. Louis is just uh, in upheaval over uh, the fourth straight deadline where not absolutely nothing happened. All right, so that's going to just about do it for this podcast. Um, hopefully we'll have a, another podcast coming out soon. Not sure which league it will be for, but I don't even know which league it will be for. So, all right, until next time, this is Bruno Fish, Dumpster Fire Sports. Thank you, folks, for watching, and see you next time.